Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. Here we go again, another two hours live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Good evening, I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here on Sirius XM, as well as RacetimeRadio.com, and hello to all of you out there on Facebook land, out on our Facebook page. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Uh, we got a dandy for you. We got... Uh, Sean Slon White. He did it again Craig. out on Ke- Oh, Craig Slon White. <laughs> Who did I just say? Sean Slon White. Yeah. Craig. Craig Slon White. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking here and I see Sean, but Sean is coming up a little bit. Craig Slon White did it in the uh, Pro Stock Tour. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig right off the bat. We'll also hear from Jay Chapman. He goes to Victory Lane at uh, Delaware Speedway on Friday night. Now, uh, Mr. Dryden also went to Victory Lane over at us weekend. He can't be with us tonight. Uh, he is racing at Humberstone, so we're going to catch up uh, w- with um, him next week on the program, Darren Chapman. Uh, we'll also hear tonight from Lane Zardo. He went to Victory Lane in the quick, quick first super stock race of the season. He did it at Flamborough Speedway. The APC winner was J.R. Fitzpatrick, and we're going to hear from J.R. tonight live on the show. Uh, out on Canada's West Coast, uh, our S1 got underway at Area 27. Uh, it was Jesse Webb winning the first race, and we're going to hear from Jesse tonight, driver of the 94. We'll also hear from Sean, this time it's a Sean, not a Craig, but a Sean McIntosh. He went to Victory Lane in the second race for the RS1 series at uh, Area 27. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to hear from Sarah Cornichang. She has got her late model ready to go. She's got some sponsor announcements she wants to make, and she's going to join us right here on Race Time Radio. Junior, how'd your weekend go? I had a good weekend. Did a lot you? of fun. Got a couple of races. I uh, got got a chance to spend a little bit of time uh, Friday at a golf tournament with the Ridgeline folks and uh, with Josh Stoddy. Uh, we had a car uh, show car on display at the H Carn display, um, which is the Heavy Equipment Association of the region of Niagara, uh, which was pretty cool. We, there was a golf tournament. We had a race car sitting on the first hole um, of Peninsula Lakes Golf Course. What a gorgeous course that Nobody was. hit it? Nobody hit it? No. Nobody hit no, it with the golf ball? That's no, good. No. First hole, so it was nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great day, and then uh, loaded up and went over to Flamborough and uh, got a chance to take in the uh, the super stock race and as well the uh, the APC race. So um, great racing, all in all, great event, great weekend. It yeah, was wild, beautiful, beautiful day yesterday at Flamborough Speedway. Looked like good house, good looked like good car count, looked like everything. And uh, we're going to talk all about it here tonight. But what do you say we get to the hotline and bring in our first guest? This guy, we might as well just take him and put him right over there, Junior, because he just keeps winning race after race. He picks up exactly where he left off. The 99 of Craig Slon White goes out and wins the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour race, this time in New Brunswick. And another track I would imagine is his favorite at Petty International Raceway. Craig Slon White joins us on the hotline. What's going on there, Hot Shoe? How are you? Not bad when you're calling, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Man, uh, another good race for you, Craig. Yeah, uh, another one very similar to the first one, to be honest. Just kind of 
bided my time. I got to the front pretty quick, actually, because I had to start 11th, but she was she was pretty good on the outside. Um, I don't know, the boys said I think by lap 12 or 13 or something, I was sitting third. So, um, yeah, she was working good on the outside, and then I got to a certain point where I was like, all right, well, there's no sense of pushing it here for a little while. And... Uh, just stayed right around third, fourth. Rusty Jr. and I swapped back and forth, third, fourth, and um, I was just kind of playing the playing the game of, you know, let's see where we're from halfway on it's, it's going to be. And I ended up passing Rusty for third and a caution come out with 30 to go. Ashton and Cole was, uh, they were they were one and two. And then the exact same caution, I, I uh Sorry, Ashton was the caution. He broke an axle, and under the same caution, Cole pitted because the sway bar bolt busted. Ah. Well, I was sitting in sitting in the lead, going, "Okay, here we go." Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I was checking in on Twitter. I watched at APC. I was watching the races out in BC, uh, all over the place. But I was checking in uh, with the pro stock tour on Twitter. I want to say uh, there was a tweet up there with ten to go. Uh, and you were top three. I thought I th- thought uh, just offhand here that you were in third. Uh, but when I checked back in, of course, you won the race. Yeah, it was like yeah, I was third. It was lap one twenty, something like that. When uh, when the caution came when both of those guys broke. So they yeah, had the last thirty laps. I restarted. I chose the outside lane because it was kind of the preferred line um, most of the day. And, uh, yeah, just got a good restart and and kind of put a little gap between Rusty and I and ended up pulling off the win. So. I love it when the playing comes together. How was the audience? How did Petty feel? Did it feel the same as the last time you were there? Oh, yeah, everything just seems normal. It seems really normal. It seems really, really just, yeah, COVID behind us kind of thing. So it was... Uh, uh, it was nice to just be there and not have to worry about border stuff and mask stuff. And I mean, I love that place as it is. And Wayne's done a great job of of every winter he does something new and done a lot of work in the parking lot this year. And everything just it's all it's all good. And when you go back there and and coming off coming off a win at the first of the year and then to capitalize again this one, I mean, geez, uh, I don't know how much more of a high I could be riding. <laughs> Craig, talk a little bit about uh, the the importance of. And I don't know if you're seeing it over on the East Coast as much, but I, I imagine you are. Just it's it's kind of on trend right now. But uh, have you noticed that that restarts are taking a little bit of a different complexion with late model racing? Um, not just this year, but over the last couple of years, have you noticed a, a little bit of a different look to how restarts kind of play out? Um, on the racetrack, I, I know we, we had a, a great conversation in the trailer uh, just this weekend, uh, talking about you know the you know kind of if you look at the NASCAR Cup Series, you look at the top tiers, um, you know you get all you can get on the restarts and then and then settle in and, and go. Um, on the short track side of things, it's no different. The intensity seems to be at an all time high every time that there's a restart. Um, I know that it's it's always been that way, but it, it it seems like it's ratcheting up. Does it feel that way in the pro stock tour as well? Um, 
you know what? I think it just all depends on who's in, who's at the front, what intensity level it is. Uh, yep. Depends on the preferred line. It depends on, you know, who you're racing with. Uh, it depends on the urgency of how many laps to go. Um, I don't see it any different than what than what I've experienced over the last 15 years or whatever, but... Um, no, I think it all just depends on at what point the race is, at what point in time the race is in, and and again, who is starting one and two. And, you know, it took, uh, when the tour ended up going to lane choice, it probably helped our restarts a lot because that guy that's in the lead, and if you're a check dose, you got you got half a straightaway on somebody and, and, and the caution comes out. I mean, at the end of the day, you work your butt off, and most of these tracks around here move to the second groove. So that guy's not going to want to give up that win so easy. So you're gonna you're bailing down in the corner and just letting it do its thing. You're 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 letting eight wheels stop you versus four. Yep. So the lane choice at least lets the leader determine where he wants to go. And if you want to sail it in on the outside and hope for the best then that's, that's, I think that makes it for a better finish than wadding the field up because that guy that has to restart on the bottom and there's no bottom groove, you're not going to let it go easy. You are going to get into that guy on the outside. There's just no way around it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't find it any different than, uh, than what it's been, especially since the lane choice. I think that came into play probably two years ago, maybe something like that. Yep. Uh, one of our, our listeners here, Kent Corbett, he uh, he joined, he chimed in on the Facebook here on, on Facebook Live. He said, restarts in the Pro Stock Tour were always wild. <laughs> so it, always. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. The Pro Stock have always been wild. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely hear you, in, and it's definitely, uh, you guys always put on a, a wicked show as soon as the rag drops. Uh, uh, Craig, uh, you know, it's congratulations, number one. The, the momentum that you guys have, I know you sound excited uh, because you've got a lot to be excited about. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish this year, and, and uh, uh, I, I'm anxious to see how the rest of the series plays out for you because it's uh, you seem kind of untouchable right now. Oh, man, I know. I just, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things. You come off a big high from last year. You go into this year kind of going, oh, Man, what 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 is it going to bring? Because it's you just never know. You you have that good year, and you you can't back it up again, and and you don't know when you'll ever back it up again. Um, so at the end of the day, to start this year off with the confidence level that we had, it was just phenomenal. And then the car was great first day. Um, I, I, again, it was great. We 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 might not have had the car to win, but we won. So. The confidence goes through the roof yet again. And then this going into this weekend, you know, was the same way. I mean, you come off of come off the Mike Stevens win at the end of the year and you go back to Petty, it's one of my favorite places and and you pull off a win again. I mean I, I again it, it's got it's it's gonna stop at some point. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, just everything in life right now is, is just I don't know. It's so good. There's no negativity around my team. 
um, around the car, around the guys, around... It's just, everything is just positive right now. And it's been, it's been so exciting. It's been so much fun. Um, I'm going to ride the wave as long as I can. I'm not, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying anything about going forward and winning races, whatever. You take it week by week and, and, uh, I'm just riding the high. That's all there is to it. With Craig Slon, my driver of the 99, he is on a roll, so to speak. Uh, uh, more than a roll. The guy has continued on his winning ways from last year, uh, batting a 1,000 so far this year. Uh, Craig, you head into Riverside, back to the high banks, race number one at Riverside International Speedway coming up next weekend. Uh, so now you do have a quick turnaround. You come off a win at Petty. But you got to be ready for Riverside. What's the thoughts heading into uh, the high banks? Um, uh, again, same thing. I won the last two races down there at the end of the, at the end of last year, and it's the same thing. Just ride the wave, put the same setup on the car that worked for those two races last year. Try and use it as a as a real good gauge for the two hundred and fifty. Because again, that's that's my that's the only two hundred and fifty that I haven't won in the Maritimes. So. Um, will it elude me forever? Possibly. Could I get it? Absolutely. So let's just, let's just concentrate this weekend. Make sure the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, the same way the guy's always done. When the car leaves King, it's prepared. It's, it's right to the measurement. It's not too close enough at a 16th because a 16th here, there, and everywhere adds up to a half an inch, and it's not. Everything is, everything is set perfectly. And we start our day off, and I'll be honest, we make changes, but we usually end up racing the way it comes out of the shop. So, I mean, when, when you can be that prepared, results are showing for me, right? Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's all in the shop. It's crazy. It's hard to believe. I mean. Well, you got 150 laps to get her done uh, come Saturday night at Riverside. That notebook's got to be a very valuable little notebook. You're not going to want to let that go too far away from uh, wherever it sits. Yeah, no. No, that's not that's not going to go too far out of Andrew's hands, I don't imagine. But, um, yeah, I'm I, looking forward to getting down there, right? Can't wait for, can't wait for Saturday to come. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of really good cars, uh, you know, Donald, Rusty, Proud, uh, I mean, just name name a bunch of them. The Reeds are coming. Um, Austin, Ashton, like, just keep riddling them off. I heard that Blankhorn might be back this weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. There's going to be 10 cars that could win the race. Oh, absolutely. That's what you love about the uh, International Pro Stock Tour, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Craig, uh, congratulations on uh, another win, and uh, good luck this coming weekend at Riverside. Uh, we're going to have space here for the winner. Uh, what do you say we just save the phone number and we just dial you back next week? That's all I can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Good sponsorship on that 99. Give him a bang. Oh, yeah, presidential ventilation. I mean, uh, yeah, quarter panels, RJ Motorsports, Stones RV, Selric Enterprises, Rick Bolster Welding, uh, B&L Fulmore, um, Bacon, oh, Nails by Sydney. KC Marine Mechanical Installation, 
Xander Sign Group, uh, Prestige Paving. I'm just, I'm thinking in my brain because <laughs> I don't have a picture in front of me. Uh, and whoever else I've missed, I guess. <laughs> you haven't missed anybody, Craig. Good job. Uh, good luck this weekend coming up. Uh, say hi to everybody at Riverside, and I know we look forward to being there with you for the IWK 250 in uh, July. Uh, but this will be a good precursor. Get ready, man. Oh, we're, we'll be ready, bud. Sounds Can't wait to see you guys. Can't wait to see you guys, too. You betcha. That's Craig Slonwhite, driver the 99 out there on Canada's East Coast. Uh, one of those guys, Junior, talk about a roll. This guy is on a roll. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it would be really interesting the next time we talk to Craig. I, I, I really want to get his... Uh, is you know is down low on this. I know tonight we got seven guests on. We're going to jump back and forth, and we're going to be busy, right? So um, this is a little bit more in depth, but uh, it's something to think about for everybody. You know, it's not that long ago that Craig was driving a ten-year-old late model, trying to piece it together, running competitively, running up front, but not running dominant, um, not running you know consistently up front. It would be interesting to know the dynamic. You know, I'm always interested in in the health of the sport and the health of teams and, and those types of things. It'd be interesting to know what the business metrics look like, what running the way that he is now versus yeah. versus before. Because really, I think before he would have been, you know, spending less in the aggregate, like less total money yep. overall. Um, but also not bringing in as much on the payout side, on the sponsorship side, on the visibility side. Um, so I, I imagine that, that it, you know, it, the way that I look at it is I imagine that he's further ahead doing what he's doing. Obviously, further ahead on the racetrack and winning and, and you know, getting the checkered flags, that is, that is the biggest portion of it. But what is the return like on that side on the you know, investment does he, does yes he's get... spending a lot more to win exactly yeah that, which i think yeah, yeah. that i think that the the number might be more you know it might be more the, the car was more you know x more um you know but it doesn't cost him any more to get to the racetrack it doesn't cost him any more to uh you know to to work on the car in the shop and those types of things right, so right so i imagine that that the return on investment um, is uh, is probably significant. You know, it's uh, um, does he have more sponsorship now? And and I think the answer is yes to that because it's more valuable, right? You're mm-hmm. winning more. You're running up front. Uh, obviously, he's on a roll. There's no question about it. Obviously, he's a great marketer. He's had a ton of sponsors for the entire time that I've known Craig Slon White. Um, you know, we should just call him Craig Sticker Guy because yeah. if you look at his car, <laughs> it's always stickered up. Yep, um, ninety nine, well know, represented. It's, it's never been a blank ninety nine. That's for sure. And and uh, but that being said, it would be interesting to know. So the next time we talk to Craig, we'll definitely ask that. It just may be next weekend. It just might be. Yeah, never know. We're gonna hit this quick break when we come back. Delaware Speedway, Canada's half to half is. Fastest. Fastest half mile is where Jaden Chapman won on Friday night. He's going to join us live on Race Time next. Stay with us. Yeah, this is Jeff Dunford, uh, 7T Oscar Super Late Model. Listen to RTR. It's a great program. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Racetime Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks, 
Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission. Hey, Mr. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anniganish, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Chase Elliott, he gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it, we'll enjoy it, we'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. The first Canadian artist to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100 charts would be Winnipeg's own The Guess Who. American woman with the band's biggest song ever and their only number one there, spending three weeks at the top of the charts in May 1970. The Guess Who were later invited to play at the White House, and because its supposed anti-American lyrics, President Richard Nixon's wife, Pat, asked that they please not play the song. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Well, Delaware Speedway on Friday night was a happening spot. That is Canada's fastest half-mile speedway. And going to Victory Lane on Friday night in the late model division, it was Jaden Chapman. Jaden is with us on the hotline. Jaden, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Joe? Doing real good, my friend. Uh, thanks for the time tonight on Race Time. Man, you made it exciting in that race on Friday night. Uh, you and the zero three. there wasn't any more than a couple sheets of paper between the two noses uh, going across that start-finish line. Good win, buddy. Thank you. Jaden, yeah. looking at uh, uh, you know your your past couple of years running at Delaware Speedway, uh, you've had uh, you've had kind of a, a a roller coaster ride, if you will, um, uh, at at Canada's fastest half mile. Um, it seems like you you have really good nights, and and you have you know a handful of of uh, you know mid pack finishes, and then and then as well you've had your struggles. Um, Jaden, looking at, uh, you know, the new repave, uh, the, the, you know, the way that all the momentum is right now at Delaware Speedway, what's it mean to hit victory lane this early in the season, uh, for a team like yours? It means a lot to a team like us, just mainly because we're such an independent small team. I, I feel like we have one of the smallest budgets that's running in the prolates at Delaware right now. So this one means a lot to us. We put a lot of effort in over the winter. Like you said, in the past couple of seasons, it's been a roller coaster. We uh, taken a lot of time. Figured you don't learn unless you try. So we tried a lot of different options in the car, and we finally think we figured out a package that's comfortable for myself to drive and seems to be decently quick for the car. Now, is it going to remain the same as the summer wears on, Jaden? It gets warmer. It gets hotter. The track will get slicker. Uh, is it going to change much in the setup department? Or are you uh, sort of looking at, like, I you know Friday night was well, it was decent, right? It was kind of cool, uh, and you knew the cars were going to be fast. Do you think the setup's going to change much when we hit into the heat of July? Uh, for us, we're probably going to have a little bit of setup change just because of what we've done to the car. And But it's hard to say with having the repave at the track, with having that top groove that's coming in so well, there's really no notebook to go off of for this, so it's just going to be hope we unload decent and hope we can make the right adjustments at each race. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Ray Marno has been rocket fast all year. Uh, the two of you guys put on a whale of a show. Uh, and look, it was no easy task, brother. Anybody that's listening that didn't happen to catch it on Rogers, you really missed one, I'll tell you. Uh, you had guys like Kyle Steckley in that race. You had the 52. Uh, Sheridan was there. Uh, so many good names. 73 Cole Powell was in this one. A lot of heavy hitters, and you beat them all, buddy. Yeah, this race I have to attest a lot to my spotter, Chris Lawrence. He uh, He made sure to keep my eyes forward and he was the eyes on the back of my head and I never had, once had to look behind me in my mirror he just kept me focused on looking at the windshield you know it's funny the the race watching that race play out of course a 35 lap race at any local track with late models on the racetrack is exciting to watch that race played back so many memories for me at Delaware Speedway um, there was a race at, at, at Delaware with uh, Andrew Grizzell, and he had never won. Well, no, he had won one race at, at Delaware Speedway. And, uh, 
you know, it was the year that he got that white number 81 from Stephen Matthews and McCall Racing Enterprises. And, the, you know, he, he was picking it up, but he wasn't the fastest car there, right? There was faster guys. There was Steve Robley. There was uh, Ron Sheridan. There was Scott Lindsay. Those guys were all way faster than Andrew by, like, two-tenths, you know? Um, it, the way that the race played out um, was very similar to Andrew's second win at Delaware Speedway. Just the way that, that you know, the, the field, you know, kind of freight trained the bottom. Um, but they were all very close to one another. Um, you you had the preferred lane, and you know they had one option. And if they wanted to risk it, they could jump to the outside and try it. But they know that the second that they do that, they've got the risk of giving up seven or eight spots. You know, and and I watched that play out, and you drove a heck of a race. You weren't blocking. I'm not saying that. I'm saying no. that you were running the preferred lane. And and you never slipped a tire. If you would have slipped a tire, there's a good chance that you would have got freight trained by eight cars. If if Steckley would have slipped a tire, he would have got freight trained by eight cars. It, you know, it was that. It was the way that that all played out. Um, and the fans got their money's worth because it was it was a nail biter watching it from lap number one to the finish. Uh, the race had everything that you could want from a hundred lap race. There was, there was, you know, there was crashes. There was, yep. there was um, exciting moments. There was yellows. There was restarts that were enter- like that were entertaining as heck. Um, but Jaden, I do got to take my hat off to you because you drove a heck of a race and, uh, nobody can ever take that away from you. Well, thank you. Jaden, at the end of this race, uh, the, the, the last restart coming to the line, uh, just uh, as you guys got to the line, you and the zero three car just got past the line, and there was contact. I heard your comments in victory lane after. Uh, you know, you said I don't race like that. That was not intentional. Uh, was it a situation, Jaden, where the O three was coming down a little bit on you, or did you slide up? What was the cause? So in that situation, it was a pure misjudgment call on my behalf. I did not realize how close we were up to the wall at that point. I'm still getting used to as everybody it may seem like an excuse, but I'm getting used to just having the black tarmac on the front straightaway and not having the lines. And it was a poor judgment on my call. I tried to apologize after the race, but of course, like any driver in that situation, they were a little heated, so I'm giving it a couple of days to hopefully reach out to them. You know, Ray is a level-headed guy. Uh, you know, he's a competitive guy, too, right? <laughs> so he's going to be hot. He's going to be hot afterwards, but I wouldn't doubt. Uh, Ray Moore, know, if he goes back and watches it and looks at it, uh, anybody can make mistakes, but we all do. Uh, and uh, I can attest to the way that I've watched you race. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You do not race like that. Uh, it would have been just uh, one of those things. Everybody's got to get used to, you know, different sight lines and different feels uh, when when they're at Delaware Speedway. It's going to happen. Yep. Not to mention the number one thing on your mind is getting to that getting to that line, right? Sure. You, sure. you got you got about a hundred other things to, to that's going on, and there's been plenty of those situations in in every form of motorsports that uh, you know it's 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 competition related. It was uh, you know, and, and I I think 
even if you came out and said, you know, even if you came out and said, you know what, I did crowd him. You guys were going for the win, you yeah. know. So it's <laughs> it's even either way. I know that uh, it doesn't matter who the competitor was on the outside. Uh, obviously, there's going to be heated, you know, exchanges at the end. But uh, uh, regardless, it, it is for the win, and and that's what we uh, that's what we all do this for. And and uh, uh, man, it was it was uh, definitely exciting to watch. What does this win do for you momentum-wise now heading in? Because Delaware's got a really unique platform. Once you get into victory lane, you start starting back further um, uh, with the handicap system, I guess. Um, what does this do for you? Does that mean that you can't start any better than a certain position moving forward, Jaden? Well, currently, just from our first few races, we dug ourselves a pretty deep hole in points. So okay. we're going to have to dig our way back up to get into the handicap. Okay. But... Going from here forward, like work hasn't stopped. We, uh, my wife, my son, and I, we've been in the garage since Saturday. Well, since really unloading the car yesterday, we've been working on it all day today. We know that it's like we won from the pole, so it, obviously it's going to get even harder when you have to start deep in the field. So we're working harder. Like with us being a smaller budget team, we not only do we want to win, but we need to win so we can help fund this to keep going for the full season. Absolutely. You bet. Now, when is your next race, bud? I believe June 24th is our next race. Okay, so you got a little bit of time to work on that machine. Are you going to change much now that you're going to have to start a little deeper? Uh, well, we found a few issues with the car, just with, with some suspension things, so we're going to fix those up and just try fine-tuning and do a little bit more research on our current platform and hope to improve upon it. Yeah, and get some Dr. Feelgoods on that car. It's going to feel even better next time you get out there, isn't it? <laughs> well, we got to conserve that. So we'll just make do with what we have. Yeah, the tire rule that they have is very aggressive this year. In, uh, I will say that um, yeah, at Delaware Speedway, you guys definitely have the most aggressive tire rule that I've seen in a long time um, at at you know on on the Friday night. What is it? One a so night? It's it's yeah. It, it is one a night. You started with four though, right? You started with four and then it's one a night, or so, you started with eight so and then it's one a night. We started the season with eight tires, with eight and after tires, the fourth yeah. night, we're allowed to have add a tire. Exactly. But currently, because of the shortage, we were we were allowed to purchase ten tires, and that could possibly be for our season unless they're able to get more tires for us. Yeah. So, uh, how many tires have you used so far, bud? He's not I've tell been you on the same four set, <laughs> same four tires since the drop of the green flag on opening night. Oh, you gotta love it! So you've got some life out of them, babies. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. And you got to win. Uh, good stuff. Uh, sponsorship on that thirteen car. Who you got? Uh, first of all, our primary is Aqua Auto Parts. They've been with us for over ten years now. We've got Tech Heat Treatment. They're based out here in Sarnia. We have St. Germain Auto Body, Crystal Clear Janitorial, uh, Fastenal Racing, Canada Steel, uh, Jake's Doughballs, Interface Testing, I'm sure, oh, BT Freight, Ainsworth, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I, I appreciate them all. And the biggest one I have to thank is my wife. It is our wedding anniversary today, and she's always been one of my biggest supporters. Well, congratulations. Uh, how many years has it been? So this is our 11th year being together, our third year being married. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on the big win Friday night. Now on the 24th, you got to go do it again, Jaden. That's the goal. Well, we'll see. We'll keep your seat saved right here on Race Time Radio. Sound good? 
Sounds good to me. You betcha. Thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Go have some fun. Go cut the cake and uh, go celebrate that anniversary. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. Jaden Chapman, driver of the 13, Victory Lane, Delaware Speedway, Friday night. Good race. You watched it. And yeah, definitely. Thank God I talked to you because I didn't think this one was going to be on Rogers. I watched last Friday night. And uh, when, when you texted me, you said, hey, yeah, I'm watching Delaware tonight. Yep. And I went, how are you going to do that? <laughs> it was back on Rogers. That's yeah, cool. Definitely. Cool deal. Hopefully definitely. the rest of them are. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what the schedule is. Um, but uh, they, did a, they did a wonderful job. Jaden Chapman did. Uh, his team. Um, you know, there, there was times in that race that were nail biters, man. And, uh, uh, but hats off to the rest of the field because they did. They, they raced them with a lot of class. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was I- interesting all the way through, um, you know, through to the end of that one. It was, <laughs> it was definitely a nail biter. It was, it was one that's going to go down as one of the best races of the year, I think. Well, the finish was unbelievable. Was. You got to take a look at it. Uh, go on YouTube. It, it is on YouTube. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, you just type in Delaware Speedway, uh, click on June 3rd, uh, the, the race date and you can watch the whole night of racing, um, rebroadcast on YouTube. Well, you'll absolutely love it. Great entertainment. I can tell you that. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in. How about the Quick Wick Superstock Race Win number one? Uh, and it was the Bester Forest Products number 36, Lane Zardo, going to victory lane. He joins us on the hotline. Lane, congratulations on the win. How are you, buddy? Well, obviously not too good. Oh, there, maybe now I'll have Lane, now that he's all clicked in. What's going on there, buddy? Congratulations on the big win. Uh, Yeah, it is a little spotty, that cell signal. You you got to stand on your left foot. You got to hold your right arm up in the air. Lane Lane is on his way to Kingston right now, and he did have concerns earlier. said, I don't know how good my cell service is going to be. Try and get me on as soon as possible. So... That's what we're attempting to do. But, Lane, uh, quite a race with you last night. The 17 car was right there, but, man, you topped him with that 36. Uh, yeah, he gave me We ran the same identical race uh, last year, pretty much. He came out of the win, and I came out with a respectable second. Kind of, you know, luck I'm just happy. Lane Zardo, there was a lot of good cars in that field last night at Flamborough Speedway. You guys went green to checker, man. 50 laps, start to finish. You nailed it down. I don't know what it was. Maybe 15 minutes long, but it was a wicked, wicked race. What did it feel like in the race car? Did it feel like you even had time to breathe? I'm not with the 17 uh, staring down my back, to be honest, but... uh... No, I had a, I had a good spotter. I had Jordan Buster on the radio. He's a, he's a very intelligent spotter, and I had good guys working on the car, so I had a lot of confidence. Uh, Brad Weddle, Kenny Grubb, Andy, and Chuck, and uh, everybody who put the support into that car. Yeah, we, we I knew I knew we brought a pretty good car to it. But I'd like to know what the record is for a race finish to finish at Flambeau, because uh, like that that was a quick fifth stop. It was. Yeah, no. it, it was uh, incredibly quick, Lane. The the race pace itself, you know, we, we talk about that race pace uh, a little bit here and there. And, and, man, that you know, from the drop of the green flag, everybody just, you know, was, were elbows up. And it, there's races out there 
where the race pace, you know, is quick, but it's because the leader checks out. This wasn't the case with this race. Like, really, you and the 17 had a decent-sized lead at the end, but the field stayed together. I, I, if I recall, we didn't lap our first car until lap, like, 38 of 50. Like, that was the first car that we put a lap down uh, on the racetrack, which is insane to me. You know, it shows the level of competition. Flamborough Speedway is not a big track. And there was only, or, or, and there was a full field of cars on the racetrack. So for it to take that long to lap a car, um, it was in the, absolutely insane. Yeah, and like you said, there, there's cars behind us that were at a blistering pace, too. The was very, he, he started off a little bit uh, tight. The car came back to him. But uh, the, uh, the 33 got around him. He had a blistering pace. Like, you know, it was. There's some pretty heavy iron out there, and I'm just happy to be not only not only in victory lane, but just in competition with some of these guys. Something that I picked up on lane, uh, in the top four cars, three of them were Fords. There was Roy Wilkie, the 17, and yourself, and then you had the lone Chevrolet with Trevor Culver in that one car. Uh, very competitive, but it was kind of interesting to see uh, three Fords out of the top four. Yeah, I'm, I believe Tamir's Tur- 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 money just has a Ford body. But Correct. Either way, yes. I'm a Ford man, so it does look better for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tamir's money has is, is got a Chevrolet motor for sure. I was talking to Mike at the, at the backside of the car. I said, your shirt matches, but your engine doesn't. And because Mike was wearing a Ford shirt, ah. <laughs> I said the distributor's in the wrong spot to be wearing that shirt. He said, "No, there's a Ford sticker on here." <laughs> uh, so Peterborough Speedway, I do believe, is the target for your second race in that Quick Quick series. Uh, is that true? Is that is it Peterborough? Yeah, no, Peterborough in two weeks. Um, Sunset or Delaware, I guess, would be pretty soon after that. And we got Sunset in Delaware again, and you know. Peterborough is a pretty dicey track. It, it's going to be it's going to be extremely entertaining. I'm, I I think we got G Force there with APC Prolate models, so it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a great event to watch. Whether you can make it or not, uh, tune into G Force TV for that one. But um, yeah, so we're at Peterborough, and then we're actually I was just talking with my crew. We uh, we want to go support the American Dream there. Scott Wiley, his father has a memorial race over at Holland. And I would really love to check that race out. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be a good idea, Lane. They'd probably love seeing you down there as well. Sponsorship on that 36 car uh, looks like uh, well, I've seen Bester on there. Who else you got on the uh, on the 36 this year? Uh, we picked up a few sponsors, actually. Yeah, we, we got a lot of support. We got Shelby Roofing and Sheet Metal. Um, Gorge Basement Waterproofing um, helped, us, helped me out a lot this year. Um, and uh, all all over the rest of the car. Andy Schmidt's done a lot, a lot, a lot for the program. Not just for me, but when when Kenny drove the car. I mean, he's always been a part of that uh, that team back when uh, yeah, he was the original driver. So uh, he he's got a lot to do with that. The the Bester brothers themselves, uh, Bester Forest Products, put in so much time and energy into just making the whole race team feel like a home. And then. Uh, some of the other sponsors and supporters, we got uh, Shookie's Mechanical, we got uh, uh, Blue Water Sanitation, Al Richie's Towing, and Badger Daylight. Well, awesome job. You got a lot of good sponsorship on there. You uh, represented them well, I can tell you that, at Flamborough Speedway. Picking up quick, quick uh, fire starter, super stock race number one win. 
that's the object of the game, and you got that part done. Uh, uh, how, how is Kenny Gribb? Uh, we're used to seeing Kenny in the car a few years ago. How's he making out now that he's got those new plastic hips? Well, they're titanium. That's why he's not racing, because you know how titanium parts of race are, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, as long as you're not tungsten, I thought he'd be okay. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty heavy. I think he's got he's got tungsten something else I probably can't say. Ah, <laughs> too funny. But anyways, no, Ken, Kenny's doing really good. Me, me and him talk quite a bit. Um, I bought him a pair of headphones, like custom headphones in Florida, just for like a very small appreciation um, uh, for what he's done for me in my racing career. And I told him, I think I told him actually yesterday, I'm like, man, like I didn't buy you a like, expensive set of headset or headphones for you to just hang them on the counter where you, you got to hop back in here. And, you know, it, it would be so cool to see him hop in there. I know he wants to do a few races at Sawell. He, he's working really hard on the race car. Like his, his body movement doing unreal. And if he is in pain, then he, he, he sure as hell has a good way of hiding it. The guy is an animal. Yeah, incredible. Lane, a great race for you. I know we're all looking forward to Peterborough Speedway uh, and getting you back on the racetrack. Uh, so you got to make sure you say hi to Brad and Andy and all the boys on the team. Uh, you got one wicked race team put together, kiddo, and uh, they got a good driver in you. Uh, a recipe for success. You guys will be gunning for that title again. Yes, sir. Yeah. Sorry, yes, sir. That 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 is the name of the game, you know. And these guys are, like I said, that like the whole crew is relentless. So, whatever whatever gets thrown at us, I'm sure we can uh, get it out of the way and keep that our main focus. And you know, that's that's always the objective. And Lane, I have to give it to you as well. Um, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. And you know what? It wasn't that long ago we had a young Lane Zardo, you know, uh, on the air here. We had a young Lane Zardo, you know, uh, being interviewed at the racetrack uh, in Victory Lane. You were always quiet. You were shy. You've came into your own, man. It, like when you got when you got interviewed in Victory Lane, thanking the crowd and you know listing off the sponsors that you had, taking them around the car with the camera. Um, you're, you're becoming very, very confident and, uh, um, you know, you're, you're a, a huge ambassador to the sport. Your whole family is, it always has been, but, uh, uh, you have came, you know, became a superstar in, in and around Ontario and, uh, you're doing, you're doing a, a lot of great things and, and there's a lot of people paying attention. So, uh, just keep doing what you're doing and, uh, keep entertaining those fans the way that you do and, and uh, you know, good things are good things are always coming uh, to those that that work hard and and uh, perfect their craft. And you're 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 doing it, man. Well, well, that's come from one ambassador to another, I guess. I mean, you and your father have done so much for the sport. You know, we we, we got to keep on thanking the fans. We got to make sure uh, we have new and exciting ideas. Like maybe we need to start combining car shows with some of these races and and doing some sort of uh, thing to get a few more people out the odd times, but whatever we got to do to to get it done as a sport this is this is what we live for this is why i wake up every morning and go to work you know it's if if i don't have this i I really don't have anything i hear you buddy i'm gonna work my hardest to make sure this sport thrives and and do whatever i can do and if i mess up the odd time i I do apologize for that but uh no like i said man i i I live for the sport and i sure as hell die for it too you want to believe it. Lane, you did good. Uh, and uh, congratulations on the win. Safe drive to Kingston there, kiddo. All right, my guy. I will talk to you boys hopefully pretty soon. Abs- Whenever I talk to you guys, it means I did something good. So. 
Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with you after Peterborough Speedway. Sound like a plan? Cheers, boys. I'll talk to you soon. That is Lane Zardo, driver of the 36 for Bester Forest Products, Victory Lane, Flamborough Speedway, Race 1. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. The APC winner from Flamborough Speedway. We'll be right back. This is Kirk Hooker, the driver of the Country View Golf Course 38 car. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight year old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. The first Canadian artist to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100 charts would be Winnipeg's own The Guess Who, American woman with the band's biggest song ever and their only number one there, spending three weeks at the top of the charts in May 1970. The Guess Who were later invited to play at the White House, and because it's supposed anti-American lyrics, President Richard Nixon's wife, Pat, asked that they please not play the song. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was, the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks of Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I'll tell you what, the guy uh, that we have on the hotline, he was doing a little shaking and baking last night at Flamborough Speedway. Driver, the number 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick, took that beautiful machine to Victory Lane at a track that uh, he has been beating everybody on in 2022. He's won a lot of races at Flamborough. His name, J.R. Fitzpatrick. What's going on tonight, J.R.? You got to still have a big smile on your face. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, uh, we've we already taken some some time off work here. I've got three days off, and we're in Perry Sound. going to do some side-by-side with the family and my good friend Stretch, and what better way to celebrate with a win? Well, it kind of reminds me of you. Uh, back when we were doing the NASCAR Canada thing, and we were out in Vernon, uh, it, it, when I turned around, if you weren't in that race car, you were on a sea dude running across some lake somewhere. Uh, it kind of reminds me of those days, Jr. You, uh, you, you had good success. You've had good success this year. And, uh, again, last night, the 84 car was spot on, babe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely like to have fun. Stretch and I, when we get together, we like to enjoy ourselves and, uh, yeah, we, I remember the sea doing days. What we're doing now is definitely not any safer, so I can't say we're getting smarter with age. Water's, but, uh, a, water's a lot softer when you fall into it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the the car last night was just really good. And and uh, with that caution, with like 15 laps to go, I I did a little something in my car. Just, uh, I'm not going to give away all my secrets. Just something that really helped me with my, with my brakes and... Uh, with like 10 to go or 15 to go whenever I was battling with Andrew Russell there. It was just the car came to life because I knew we were pretty good at the beginning of the race, so I just kind of held back. But I wasn't sure if I was as good as the 81 because when he could get to the gas, that thing really could get out of the corner because he had lots of grip. So I knew it was going to come down to him. I knew Steckley was running away with it, but I could see him like far away. He's starting to get loose, and, and we were catching him pretty quick. The 81 of Andrew Grizzell, that, that machine was in, on rails until that caution. When that caution come out, uh, I know you guys had, there, there was two cautions right at the end, uh, yeah. and that the one, he got you. The next one, though, uh, it wasn't so. The 84 ended up getting the 81. When the 81 was on the outside, I knew his, uh, his, his ship was about to sink. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just good hard racing. I mean, I think if it went green there when he got around uh, Kyle, Steckley, and I went with him, I don't think I could have got him. Maybe I could have. I don't. We'll never know, but I don't think so. And then uh, when that restart game, it just gave me an opportunity to kind of pinch him down and, and ride around the top. And, and luckily enough, when I went to Flamborough the week prior, and uh, I got to do the same move on Steckley, so I knew what to expect, really. And... Uh, it was good hard racing. I mean, we were beating and banging. He got me wicked loose coming out of two one time, and and it's just what what more can you ask for than good hardcore racers going at it? And and that's kind of the thing I've been trying to stress over the last couple of years here is that right there is what respectful racing is all about. You can beat on each other, and but hey, we both came out of there with some scrub marks, and uh, I can't say smiles. I think Andrew was pretty disappointed because you know I do think if it was a long green flag run, he probably would have won that race. It, it, when when Dad started asking that question, I put my hand up and I said, "I got a question," or, or not not necessarily a question, just a, 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 a statement. statement. A statement. <laughs> the the coolest part about watching the end of that race, and now I'm only watching, you know, out of the corner of my eye because I'm scanning back and forth, so I can't focus in on it, obviously. 
Uh, but I went back and watched it last night when I got home because, of course, you can't sleep. You're all adrenaline up. You know, you want to watch it back. Yeah. But but the coolest part about watching you guys is you can tell the way that you guys race each other. You don't like each other. You don't hate each other. But you respect the heck out of each other. And, you know, you guys arced off each other. He crowded you. You pinched him down. Uh, he gave you the bumper. You gave him the bumper. But it wasn't to wreck anybody, and it wasn't it wasn't going to wreck anybody. You know, it, it, neither one of you put yourselves in the situation where you're going to end his day or he's going to end your day, um, and that was the the coolest part. If if people need a lesson in how to race, they should go back and and watch that. Now it does cost a little bit in vinyl wrap because you got to fix some donut marks, but. Hey, it, that budget is set at the beginning of the year. You know, you should you should need to change a little bit of vinyl after a short track race. But that there, you don't need a welder, you don't need a rivet gun to fix any of the damage. And and you know, watching that race back uh, was phenomenal. Uh, you guys, you both drove a heck of a race. Steckley drove a heck of a race as well. Uh, Gemmel raced with respect as well. It was uh, it was true blue short track racing. And I think every fan that left that place left there smiling and and energetic because I don't think you could hear it in the cra- in in the grandstands uh, like in the car. But I tell you what, every move that you guys made, the crowd went ballistic, and uh, nobody knew who was going to walk out of there with the checkered flag in their hand until it flew, and that's what uh, that's what we all pay for. And I, I think. Both the super stocks and the late models prove that they can both do it. So let's hope they do it at every race. Yeah, and I mean, Andrew and I have had our run-ins before. We only had, I think, one or two run-ins with each other. But it's one of those deals. We've both been around long enough that we kind of just talk it over and say, like, you know, let's just get over it and move on. And since then, him and I have put on some stout battles. I mean, Robin's racing, and, and, and you're right. He's And I think there was one time a salvo where we both bounced off each other, but it's just in somebody else's mess. But... I've always been able to race really good with him and really hard because, you know, I was out of breath and not, not you know, I watched the race myself after and, and, and it doesn't look like it's hard when I was on the outside, but I was telling a bunch of people while I was having a, a drink after the race was, you pass Andrew Ref on the outside, you're hooked up. And uh, that's something I'm proud of because he's, he's, he's an animal behind the wheel. You got you to gotta get up on it if you want to get around him, never mind on the top, so. It's nerve-wracking when you're out there. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I, 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 I can't see why he's not going to be in victory lane here very soon. Can I get you to hang right there, JR? Got to throw it back to Toronto for 90-second news update, and then we're coming back for hour two. Can I hold you for a couple minutes? Are you okay for yep. time? Yep. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights. Takes 90 seconds, and then we're back with J.R. Fitzpatrick. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. The thrill of the race. Definitely sliding into it, out of control. Unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. 
you just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. The new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, as well as Racetimeradio.com, and of course, live on our Facebook page. Uh, welcome to all of you. We are with J.R. Fitzpatrick. He wins round two of the APC series. It was the London Recreational 100 just last night at Flamborough Speedway. J.R. goes to Victory Lane, beat the 81. Uh, on the final restart, got the lead and never turned back. Uh, JR, Peterborough Speedway comes up next for you guys, I do believe, in the APC series. Been a while since the tour has been back to Peterborough Speedway, a track that you're pretty used to running, man. Yeah, we like to go to On Colors every year and uh, run there. And we've won, I think, two or three Autumn Colors classes now. And so I love the track. The track's awesome. We ran really good there last year as well. And, and I've always wondered why the tour didn't go back. And I understand it's a long ways away, but uh, a track's a track. And that track is a racy track. And, and they'll get a crowd. And, 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 and we belong We belong there. So I'm pretty excited to go back. And uh, I know Peterborough treats as well every time we go. And, and the racing's going to be tight. Like, you know, that track is, is uh, I mean, there's a groove at the high side, but only for a few laps. Like, I don't think it'd be like Flamborough where you could pass someone on top. If you did, you're considerably faster. But it's a good, hard, short track race, and it's like the Canadian Bowman Gray, I think. So will the notes that you've accumulated over the course of time, uh, JR, will those really apply to the 84 that you got underneath you now in APC, now that the tour hasn't been there in a while, but going back? Uh, I know you've been there. Will the notes still apply? Honestly, I don't think so, only because every time we race on colors, we're on a Hoosier tire, so it's big difference. Um, but like anything else, just try to see time, right? So a lot of them competitors that haven't been up there in a few years uh, are going to be going in blind, I guess, because it's been, geez, I think three or four years since we've been there. Yep. Um, so... I'm not saying I have another advantage. I just think any guy who's gone and has raced up there the last couple of years knows the little bump that, that arrived here or, or the little bit of grip that it lost or, or what have you. But, hey, man, like I said before in the last week, that all these tour guys, they're on top of it. I mean, it's, it's starting to remind me more and more of, like, the old Cascar Super Series days. you got 10 to 15 guys that can win these races. I mean, Joe Jr. can back me up. I think in qualifying, the top – 16 was 210. Like, yep. It was insane. Like, when I seen Tommy Gibbons run a 1-9 in qualifying, I'm like, holy moly, like, that's good. Like, I hope we can do that because I remember in practice we were all in the ones or something like that and then and then just start creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And then, sure enough, we all got in the nines and, and then Kyle ran an 88 or something like that. So everybody's just, man, everyone's getting fast and everybody's on top of the game. Absolutely. In time trials, um, you know, when you when you look at, uh, you know, from from first, which was a 1485, that was a big lap by Steckley. Um, But 
when you go back through the field, um, you know, from first to uh, to twenty second, which was Baker, uh, the the difference was eight tenths of a second, right? Now Baker Baker was was a little bit off his game last night, but first to twenty yeah. first, brand new car, right? Yeah, brand yeah, new with, car with Holdaway, getting yep. it all figured but, out. But first to twenty first, right? So one position up was was a half a second. Right. So um, when you look at the feature and this this speaks volumes to me and, and Jr. this I was holding my phone here, um, you know, when we were talking about Flamborough, um, when you look at the best lap times um, in a race, right, in race condition, um, uh, you were the fastest car and it was on lap seven with a 15 zero three two. The best lap time for the 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 slowest guy. Um, was a fifteen five four? Wow! Yep. So that's the best lap time for the slowest guy. Right. So from front to back. Now I know it's all in different laps and it's in race trim. We're not talking lap time. It's it's race, but still a half a second from the best to the to the to the the, the slowest. To the back. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, that proves how close that this whole package is, and how close to the mark that APC has this entire field. Uh, the competition level is insane, and uh, Jr. You you went out there. If you can make your car turn like that at Peterborough Speedway, um, I don't think anybody's got anything for the eighty-four because that thing was a rocket ship. And hats off to you, my friend. That was a big win. Uh, I will say this about that: your stretch, the guy that works on your team there, uh, he tried to give me a high five after, and I couldn't reach. So um, next time, next time you you let him know, I give him a high five virtually. Well, if you want to do a low five with him, you gotta go really low because his knuckles drag ground. <laughs> he tapes them up to keep the gravel out of them. Uh, <laughs> I seen Teddy McAllister in the uh, shot at the back too. He was a pretty happy camper. You guys, honestly, the team that you got assembled there, Jr. People may not realize it, but you guys have been together since uh, since you were a kid. Yeah, my, everybody. I mean, Stretch is my best friend, and he's been racing with me since two thousand. Seven or 2008. Uh, Ted McAllister has been with me since 2000. Uh, geez, I don't know, 2003, 2002. And then uh, Chris McComb and Paul Baker. Um, Paul Baker has been with our family racing ever since going back to 1992 when my dad first started. Uh, so we're all a really tight group. And then honestly, I give a shout out to Stephen Simmons, my spotter. Um, he did a great job keeping me calm because I was getting kind of uh, annoyed riding around fifth and sixth there because there's some drivers out there, I think, are going to have to get a little pep talk because nothing pisses me off more when they start flipping you off through the window and stuff. So, like I said, there's a lot of good competitors, but I see a lot of a lot of me in some of these guys, right? Like they start getting older and they're just they're turning stupid. So I, I hope I can talk to them and try not to get them to go off stupid because some guys have so much talent in this series and. They're just going to throw it away being idiots, in my opinion. How much you want to bet the other 23 drivers, now that you've said that, the other 23 guys are going to flip you the bird before you even go green at Peterborough? Yeah, I, ho- I hope not. I think that's <laughs> really ignorant. <laughs> but well, I you... used to, hey, I used to do it when I was younger, too, and now I know why You know, guys like Gibbons and, and Thompson did all the time, but Gibbons and uh, you know DJ when I was younger, Mark Dilley, all those guys, they'd be like, they give you a little point, the point of the finger, right? And say, yeah. you better smarten up. 
And when they talk, you listen, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's how you learn. That's how you learn, and that's how you get better. JR, Dynamite Race at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, so y- you don't go APC racing for a couple of weeks. Does that mean you're going to be back at Flamborough Speedway next Saturday night? Uh, I don't know because so I'm I'm out with the friends and family right now till Wednesday and and believe it or not I don't have a lot of damage on my car. The only damage I got was the front end and he's a, a bumper bar just from somebody else spinning someone else. And then uh, they tore us apart pretty good in tech there, so we got to get all that finished. So I don't know I don't know if I'll be able to make Triple Crown or not. Um, we'll see, I guess. Right? I, I'll do the best I can. I want to support my. My favorite track, of course. It's just, uh, again, I'm just trying to keep my focus in line, and, and I really feel me focusing on one thing is, is paying a big dividend because I feel great in the car. I feel our, our team's communicating and working really well, and, and our changes are spot on. And, and, man, every time we've been on the track, we've been fast. So just trying to keep my focus in order. <laughs> Listen to you. Last year you replaced three cars in a matter of two days, you and Teddy McAllister. And now you're talking a bumper bar and a little bit of graphics. That's all you got to do. Put some motor stuff back together. Uh, it's going to be a piece of cake for you. We'll see you at Flamborough Speedway. <laughs> Triple Crown, you can't miss that. Joe, I'm getting old and tired, man. <laughs> old and tired. <laughs> Listen to me. You're up in Perry Sound. Don't forget the bug dope. You're going to need it, buddy. Oh, I already got, already got that. Soon as the that. sun goes down, I'll tell you what, those mosquitoes, uh, those that's the Perry Sound Air Force coming after you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We're good to go. Incredible. JR, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, go back out there and have a good time. Celebrate the victory, buddy. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You betcha. J.R. Fitzpatrick. Uh, great, great win for him. Yeah, absolutely. Honorable mentions, uh, you know, from, from Flamborough. Uh, you got to take your hat off to Mike Schmidt, uh, London oh, Recreational yeah. 100. Um, Mike Schmidt and those guys uh, uh, being the title sponsor at Flamborough for, for a number of years. And, um, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, all the involvement that they had, they didn't have the involvement on track that they wanted. Of course, tough night for Chenoweth breaking in the super stock and then as well uh, a tough go in the late model. But uh, uh, he had speed. He was uh, he was you know, coming, but, uh, uh, hats off to, uh, to Mike Schmidt and thanks very much for everything that, uh, that he did and does for the sport. And, and, uh, as well, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at, uh, uh, you know, Shea Gemmel and, and, and Kyle Steckley, they, uh, they were right there at the end. Same with Josh Stoddy, same with, uh, uh, you know, Danny Benedict as well uh, oh, towards yeah. the end of yeah, that yeah. race. It was anybody's, if, if JR and, and Gressel would have, uh, would have mixed it up, uh, no telling who could have won that race. You know, yeah. it was, uh, it was just incredible. Um, you know, and, uh, the Can-Am Midgets as well put on a whale of a show. They sure you did. You can't not mention them. That's for sure. Um, I thought Han was going to get them. <laughs> I thought Han had the, had the win. Uh, but, uh, definitely if you haven't seen it, go back on YouTube and, and check it out, uh, on GeForce TV, uh, on their channel. I know it's up there and, uh, you can watch the whole thing flag to flag. Well, we're going to hit a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to go all the way out to Canada's West Coast. It was RS1 Cup Series time. Race number one and race number two all happened at Area 27 just yesterday. We got race number one winner first. We're going to hear from him on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
is Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. I'll make an impressionist, Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Gentlemen, start your engine. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Well, we were going to get Race 1 winner on for RS1 first, uh, but Jesse, not at the other end of the hotline. So we're going to move him to the second slot, and we're going to grab the driver, the number 24, that won the second RS1 race just yesterday at Area 27 out in beautiful British Columbia. Let's welcome him in. Sean McIntosh, driver of the 24th, with us on the hotline. What's going on, Sean? Congratulations hey. on the big win, buddy. 
Hey, thanks, guys. I think it's, uh, I was thinking earlier, it's probably 20 years since I've talked to you guys. So, <laughs> good to be back. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while, yeah. I can tell you that. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of sad to say that it's been 20 years, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, man, you had that 24-car fire run on all cylinders yesterday. You were leaving the pack in the dust in race number two. Uh, good, really good run for you in the Okanagan there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was too bad that uh, we had a problem with the steering rack in the first race, and and it had the little spin. So uh, I think we would have been uh, pretty good for the sweep. I need to this this year. Like we obviously have the four races at Area Twenty Seven, and then the the six ovals. And uh, I'm more of a road course guy, so it was too bad that I had to give up that uh, first one uh, in in my home turf. But that's okay. It was good to uh, come through the pack in the second race. Yeah, Jesse had a good run in race number one, but you mentioned it in the 24 car. You had a little rack problem. Uh, was it sticking? Was it just not feeling right? Yeah, actually, it, it kind of, the root cause of it is I was doing some laps at Penticton Speedway a couple of weeks ago just to get ready, and uh, I nudged the wall, and uh, I think we just didn't catch that there was an issue with the rack after I hit the wall, so... Um, it was wet in the qualifying, so I didn't really notice it. And then um, I thought something else was bent after I got sp- uh, spun around in turn one in the first race. But in the end, it was uh, we found the issue, and uh, off we went in race number two. What a beautiful track that Area 27 is. Uh, you know, it's the best-kept secret in Canada right now, but uh, that secret is getting blown up. Uh, it is. Yeah. People are going to figure this out. It's a beautiful track. Take us for a lap around there. Does it feel as good as it looks on uh, on camera? Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of racing uh, many tracks all over the world, and I would put this in my top five favorite uh, circuits to drive. And um, uh, Trevor Siebert, you know, spent a lot of time on, uh, as a racer, he spent a lot of time on the machines creating the track. And uh, it's a it's a racer's track. There's so much thought put into it. And then you have the setting of the Okanagan behind you. And just everything about it is, uh, you know, you're ups and you're downs. So, no, I, I love driving out there. And uh, luckily, you know, we've got lots of experience. So, Anyone that comes and races, uh, Riley and myself, wherever we have a bit of an advantage at the beginning. But um, no, overall, the, the track is amazing. So no, they've done such a good job, and hopefully, we can keep having uh, you know get some bigger races out there, even uh, as time goes on here. Sean, uh, you you mentioned you have uh, laps all over the world. You've you've turned you know laps on tons of different tracks. Um, you've been racing for a long time. Um, talk to us about the rs1 series i know you know we've had guys we've had lots of guys on talk about the rs1 series uh but talk about uh you know the the competition level the the fun factor i guess there's 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 a trifecta right in racing there's got to be a fun there's got to be value and and there's got to be competition right so if you don't have those three things um you you don't have a race if you don't have one of those three things you don't have a race but talk about the rs1 series because it seems like everybody says that it checks all the boxes um, but it, the value kind of creeps up to the top of the list every single time, and and the competition doesn't doesn't lag behind that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that from a value point of view, you can't beat it. Like I, I know that's probably what everyone says, but I mean, that's was Trevor's vision, right? Is to have a, a race series with 
the same identical cars and to keep the cost down. And um, it definitely allows it. That's the only reason I'm even, you know, able to be out there really uh, driving is because, we, you know, it's reasonable for, and it's, uh, for all of us to go out there. And uh, for us, it's a family thing too. My, my cousin races and my sister races as well. So um, th- that side of it is, is awesome, right, that we can yep. all be out there. So everyone has a good time. And then from a competition point of view, I mean, we had Andrew Ranger out last year, and uh, that was a lot of fun, right? He's probably one of Canada's top drivers, and uh, Riley knows his way around every oval track in, in Canada. And Trevor Siebert, I've been watching him race since I was five years old. So, um, And then we've had some Pinties guys come out and run with us, and I think they, they realize that uh, there's good competition at the front, right? So hopefully, as the series builds, we can get you know, uh, a top 10, top 15, where we're a bit closer in times, but that will come, right? We have to kind of build the series uh, together. And that's cool. Uh, we had guys like Eric Clute was out there this past weekend. Uh, J.P. Bergeron out in the field. Uh, you had a lot of stout competition mix in there. The uh, Rattler 300 winner in Riley Suber. Trevor was out there. Uh, Jason White, another name that I remember popping into my head throughout the course of that race. A lot of good guys, including Sean McIntosh, driver of the 24 that went to Victory Lane. Sean, you alluded to it. You did a little testing at Penticton. You guys do have some oval track races coming up on the schedule. Uh, I guess up next for you guys, you're heading off to Saskatoon. Uh, you'll be running back to Saskatoon. I should have had the song queued up. But uh, you're heading to Saskatoon. What's the thoughts heading on to the oval side of things? Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't, I've never been there, but we were watching, uh, some, some YouTube videos of some Pinties races there just to kind of look at it. And it looks like a pretty cool track from what I've heard. Um, I've, all, I've been on Penticton. That's the only thing I've been on in a stock car. And, uh, definitely a different style of oval, more, uh, probably a little more traditional, um, than Penticton. And, you know, since, since Penticton's been revamped, there's some, uh, two very, very different corners and some more banking, but, this one looks like it's going to be fast, so uh have to probably, you know, use the tires up a little more in practice to get ready for it, but uh looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, it's going to be cool. 1-800-ANDREW-RANGER yeah. is the one that you're going to be calling through the week. Uh Andrew knows his way around uh what used to be Auto Clearing Motor Speedway, Wynick Group, and now is called Sutherland Automotive Speedway uh out in Saskatoon. Andrew Ranger uh, is one of those guys that you raced against. You know him well, and uh, Andrew Ranger knows his way around that speedway. It is a beautiful track. You're going to love it, my friend, when you get out there. Yeah, awesome. No, I I, uh, I kind of forgot about that. I'll have to call Andrew up and get some tips, that's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't look at Riley for any because he's going to want to beat your butt. So uh, <laughs> it, good good run for you. Uh, sponsorship on the number 24. Do you guys carry sponsors on those cars? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, our, our family business is Kermac Collision, so out here in B.C., so we have that on the car, and then, we have support from uh, Lorco Auto Parts and uh, PBG, our paint supplier, and and uh, 3M, and then and we do a big charity thing with our company. So we have Kermac Cares for Kids on the car that supports uh, 
BC Children's Hospital, Surrey Memorial Hospital, and uh, the Boys Club Network out here. Well, dynamite stuff, bud. Uh, you got a little bit of time to get ready for the ovals, and uh, I know you're going to be up for the task. Everybody going to be watching that number 24 car. Sean, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. We genuinely yep. appreciate it, and listen, it ain't going to be no 20 years before you come back on. We'll get you on by the end of the season again, I bet. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the call, and uh, great talking to you guys. You want to believe it? That is Sean McIntosh, uh, driver of the 24. Did a great job, Junior. You didn't get a chance to watch it, but I did. Uh, I watched both races, and I'll tell you what. Beautiful racetrack. Uh, The 24 car, he checked out in that race number two. Uh, He was gone by, uh, I don't know, like a lot. I'm talking half a track. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's a big track. He was gone by that much. Uh, Trevor Siebert, earlier in the race, uh, Trev was on him. He was coming. And then Trev got off track. Uh, he, he went off the race course. So you can't make no traction on grass. And uh, he, he fell back. And uh, the 94 car was quick. Uh, there was a lot of real fast race cars in this one. And uh, I'll tell you what, you got to check it out. RS1 Avion Motorsports is the link where you can pick up the live, uh, the live uh, broadcast, the live feed, if you will, uh, and you can see it up on Rev TV. Rev TV had a bunch of them last year. I would, uh, I, I wouldn't doubt they're going to have some more this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, uh, I did get a chance to watch a little bit of it, uh, uh, this afternoon. Um, it was on, uh, on, like, if you go onto Avion Motorsports' Facebook page. Right. Um, if you go onto their Facebook page, you can see, uh, the, the live broadcast, which is saved. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks like a great facility. They did a great job with the broadcast. And, and, uh, yeah, hats off to them. It's, uh, it's a really unique class. And, and, uh, I know, uh, a guy that spends a lot of time around here, Jeff Walt, he goes out there and helps him out. Sure does. Um, and uh, spends a lot of time out there and, and uh, uh, helps out uh, the Seaberts. And um, it uh, looks like just a, a blast out there. Uh, I definitely want to see Area 27. And, uh, man, I think they're going to put on a whale of a show. You know, the the, the low horsepower. See, the, the NASCAR Pinty Series, when they race on Saskatoon, they've got horsepower. And, you know, it wears out the tire. It's a long race. And, um, you know, with those things, with the, the RS1 style car, a little bit heavy, heavy style car, but low horsepower. And I think that they're going to, uh, you know, be a momentum race. That top side is going to come in really good at Saskatoon for those cars. And uh, I think they're going to put on a whale of a show. Um, just, uh, you know, compared to the the super late models that are normally there. Right. And the Pinty's cars, these cars are going to race completely different than both of those. Um, so it should be pretty interesting yeah. to see how it all comes together. But, uh, uh, yeah, they're definitely in for a show. And, and this is the inaugural uh, Saskatoon race for the RS1 series. So there's going to be a lot of excitement around Well, get ready for lots of passing, I can tell you that. But uh, winner of race number one we have up on the hotline now. Uh, we got Jesse Webb, driver of the number 94. He, he was the first to hit pay dirt in 2022 at Area 27 in RS1. He's on the hotline. What's going on, Jess? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not doing too bad at all. Man, you had yourself a little bit of a rocket ship there uh, Saturday on race number one. Uh, must have felt good behind the wheel of that 94 car. Oh, for sure. It was an absolute blast. I mean, 
I've never driven a stock car like this, and uh, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, you know, different. it's different than a Sentra um, with the whole tire management and everything like that. So I think in race one, I might have been a little too hard on the tires. But, uh, you know, it's still a big learning thing for me, and it was a super fun race, that's for sure. Well, listen, we got to talk about the, uh, the, the spin or the off course. You've been off course. You gave the lead up. Uh, I kind of figured you were done for at that point, but uh, hey, I shouldn't jump to conclusions because within a half a lap, you were knocking on the door again, and lo and behold, you took the lead back, and not only took the lead back, but you won the race, uh, and that's what it takes, right? What happened when you got off course there? Oh, man, you know, i just not used to the power and the rear-wheel drive, uh, driving and racing, and I just got to power a little too early and kicked the rear a little more than I thought. You know, in those cars, every time you're coming out of the hairpins, you're peeling the rear of the car out a, a touch. Um, it's just inevitable. Uh, that time I got a little more of the rear kicked out than I would have liked and uh, just overcorrected, sent it off the track a little bit. And then uh, once I saw Riley drive by me, I just needed to stay cool and figure out what I was going to do. And honestly, I was in the car like, asking for something i was just like give me something and once that safety car came out and it was it was a relief that knew, i knew i had a chance again and uh get back at him but uh we're it was funny actually maybe what was not shown on the tv is we got up right beside each other and we were actually uh revved at each other a little bit nah. <laughs> getting, the, getting the competition going up <laughs> you gotta love it when that comes together that's that's called having fun with the competition because both of you definitely wanted to win the win the race uh, and it was the 94 that got the job done. Uh, that is a beautiful-looking racetrack. Uh, uh, I asked Sean the same thing I'm going to ask you. Does it feel as good behind the wheel as what it looks on camera? Because you guys, with the elevation changes, uh, you, you talked about the hairpin turns, the long straightaways. You get a real variety when you're on Area 27. Oh, for sure. I mean, you get a mix of everything. It's, it's, it's a beautiful track. It's absolutely wonderful. Out of all the tracks I've driven in my short time in cars, it's got to be probably my favorite track. Uh, just you, you get a mix of everything, the elevation, the tight turns, the long sweepers, the long straight. It's just so much fun because it brings a variety to the racing. And, you know, with these cars and the track combo, it's just it's almost like a... A symphony like everything works together it's it's so much fun jesse you mentioned it uh, just briefly there uh you talked about uh you know not being used to the the rear wheel drive does that mean that you came out of something that was front wheel drive or all wheel drive or what's your background in motorsports well my background is uh i did go-karting for about four years okay and then last season was my first jump into cars i jumped into the nissan Sentra cup yep and uh, finished third overall on that and won rookie, the rookie title. But, I mean, that's your front-wheel drive cars, so it's a, it's a totally different driving style. And super short wheelbase. Super short oh, wheelbase, yeah. right? So, yeah, definitely uh, it would be definitely interesting. Being being a long wheelbase with a rear-wheel drive, man, you can't get much different than that, right? It's uh, I love watching those Nissan Micro Cups. It's, you know, I see them all the time at uh, at Mossport with the, uh, the NASCAR Pinty Series. But, man, you can't get much different of a car from a Nissan Micra to an RS1 car. That's uh, that's a, a big jump. 
Yeah, it was actually, they had just changed it to the Sentra, so it was the first year of running the Sentras and the Micros together, so the Micro oh, was a different okay. class than the Sentra. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, funny thing about most Ford is I actually got my first win in the series there, nice. so that was kind of fun. Cool. Yeah, you got to love it when a plan comes together and you get some wins. Uh, just like yesterday, we are with Jesse Webb. Uh, he went to Victory Lane in the RS1 uh, Cup Series out in uh, B.C., a great series. Avion Motorsports uh, puts everything together, and uh, they, they they got race number one was yesterday. Race number two, uh, we heard from the winner already, uh, Sean McIntosh. Uh, but now, Jesse, now uh, you got to do a total mind flip. Now, uh, two weeks from now, you're going to end up out in Saskatoon on the oval. What's the thoughts heading on to the oval? Have you had any experience on an oval track? Have you done any testing with an RS1 on the oval? What's the thoughts heading into Saskatoon? Well, obviously an oval is going to be a lot different for me. I, I've never physically raced on an oval before. I, I'm a avid sim racer. I, I do a lot of sim racing, so I've done oval stuff on there, but you know, things from the sim to real life they work together, but in some ways they don't. Um, so we are going to be doing a test in one week's time in uh, Penticton just to get ready for the Saskatoon race and uh, get my mind going and flowing in that oval oval way. So Biggest difference, bud. You don't get the reset button. You won't have one of them when you get into the RS1 car at Saskatoon. Oh, no reset. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, going to be pretty wild. Sponsorship on the 94. I know they mean a ton to you. Who you got flying around on the car with you? Uh, for sponsorship-wise, we uh, have a lot of sponsors that are able to bring me to this this uh, series, which I'm very happy to have. Um, we have Applewood Auto Group and their Applewood Performance Center. Uh, same with SureFit Products, uh, New West, C&D Logistics, Skyline Scaffold, ACI Cartage, Super Seal, Catalyst Drives, and MNP. So it's, uh, we're super happy to have them on board this season and uh, able to help me with my campaign and bring me around the track. So, well, awesome. you, you represented them well yesterday. I can tell you that, kiddo. Hitting victory lane, uh, that pitcher will be savored for a long time. Uh, and I know that win is going to be in your mind, gives you a taste for it. Now you want more, right? Oh, for sure. I'm going to be going for more wins this season. Um, definitely, you know, try and do some stuff at the Oval. Uh, if we can get a win there, that would be that'd be fantastic. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a learning curve for me, but so was hopping into the stock car in the first place. So I have no doubt that I won't be able to figure it all out and uh, be able to get quick on Ovals then, too. Too cool, my friend. Uh, we uh, really thank you for the time tonight on Race Time and uh, much continued success. I know we're going to have our eyes firmly planted on everything that's happened out in Saskatoon. Love to join you out there. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we are going to have the winners on. You can guarantee it here on Race Time. You never know, Jess, could be you. Well, hopefully it is, but thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure being on. You betcha. That is Jesse Webb. He went to Victory Lane, driver of the number 94 in the RS1 Cup Series. Check it out. Avion Motorsports. Have a look at it. Uh, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. It's the real deal, I'll tell you. Beautiful-looking race cars, excellent series, and a bunch of really, really talented drivers. Jesse being one of those guys, Sean being another one. Uh, just a lot of really good teams 
uh, that are involved with that. But we are going to hit a break. When we come back, how about an oval track racer from out BC? We had this uh, young lady on a number of times years ago. She's coming back. She's going to be on race time. She's also coming back with a late model getting ready to go for Penticton Speedway and a bunch more out on Canada's West Coast. Sarah Cornaching is going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is Randy Hooker, owner of the Country View Golf Course, number 38, Chevrolet, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Canadian actor and Marvel star Simu Liu. Yeah, let's just say that if they if they wanted a comic book accurate representation of that character, they would not have hired Destin Daniel Cretton as the filmmaker, and they would not have hired Simu Liu to portray the lead actor. Um, and, and I think what they got with the both of us and what we kind of connected on right off the bat was let's create a relatable hero for 2021. Canada Talks. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. All 
And welcome back to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight on RacetimeRadio.com and Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Her Facebook live feed went for a little bit of a flutter there. I don't know what caused that. Maybe Facebook getting all jittery. Who knows? But let's uh, go back to the hotline, shall we? And continue on. We have Sarah Cornaching all ready to go on the hotline. What's going on, Sarah? How you doing? It's been way, way too long there, lady. Yeah, absolutely it has. Um, just trying to stay awake here, honestly. We've been burning the midnight oil, getting a car put together to take to Canada to race and running with different clients and uh, running my sign shop down here in North Carolina. So we've been absolutely pedal to the metal. <laughs> it sounds like it, I'll tell you. So what all you got happening? You've got some big announcements here. you got some sponsorship coming. You're going to be back to Penticton Speedway. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to announce that Simpson Racing Solutions in Penticton is on board the car, and uh, we've put together a car down here in North Carolina, getting ready to leave this coming week to drive across the country with it and take it up there to Penticton for the summer and run the five-race late model series up there. Um, really excited to get back on track. You know, at Penticton Speedway with all the work that uh, Trevor's done up there with the Speedway and get back racing with my dad again. So is that home turf for you right in Penticton? I know you're uh, a native of BC. You've been out there. Uh, but whereabouts uh, in particular are you from, Sarah? Yeah, I grew up in Summerland, which is 15 minutes from Penticton. And my very first races were at Penticton Speedway. That's where I kind of cut my teeth. So it's cool to go back. Isn't that too cool? Now, with the reconfiguration and all the work that's been done, have you been back to the Speedway and seen everything? Have you done any laps there at all? The only thing I've done is watched all the YouTube videos I can get my eyes on. <laughs> so you're hoping to, uh, you know, be a quick study that way. And I know you are, Sarah. You are a wicked race car driver. Uh, so your first race is what date? June 18th. It's my mom's birthday. We're going to go out there and try to get a win for her. And uh, we're going to get there on the Monday, hopefully, if everything goes to plan on our cross-country trip. Um, we've got Thursday afternoon at Simpson Racing Solutions. We're going to have like a little afternoon get-together. Anyone that wants to come out and say hi, we're going to have hero cards and T-shirts and things to give away. And then uh, hopefully we can get on the track a day before Saturday. But if not, we'll be there racing Saturday night. How awesome is that? I can tell you what, fans, family, uh, everybody's going to be out uh, definitely cheering you on. Uh, tell us a bit about the race car that you got underneath you. You got the bullet coming up from the south. It's going to be maybe a little bit different as, than some of the machines that are out there currently running. Yeah, this is a pretty cool deal because it's a Clantonburg racing chassis. You know, Dean Clantonburg, he's from the East Coast over there. He's a Canadian, so uh, we got a Canadian built car coming up there to race in Canada. That's kind of neat. And then uh, Tony and I built this thing from the ground up. And when my parents visited here this March, my dad was a part of putting the initial touches on this car. So it's been put together, you know, from stuff we've got around the shop here this March till right now. We just tested it last week and shook it down and we're getting ready to drive it across the country. So uh, all the welding on it done by me and all the setup on it done by Tony Blanchard and we're ready to race it. You, uh, th that sounds exciting. I get goosebumps, Sarah. This is uh, going to be cool. I know uh, Dean Clattenburg, known well from the East Coast, 
Uh, of course, uh, doing all the Pro Stock Tour races we did over 10 years. Uh, and we're going back out to the, do the IWK 250. Uh, Dean has had cars out there uh, for a long time. I think of Daryl Murr. Uh, the 66 is one that was a Dean Clattenburg chassis. Uh, and, uh, of course, Daryl Murr did real good in his Dino car. Uh, and good to hear that you're still hanging out with Tony. That's, uh, that, that's too cool. Race 101. Uh, is he still going with the Race 101 program? Yeah, uh, you know, we've got about three or four clients out here in North Carolina that we work with on a weekly deal. So aside from me running a sign shop down here, Tony and I both work side-by-side on a bunch of people's cars. And just this past weekend, we were at Tri-County Speedway. We just got back this afternoon, actually. I had a client sat on the pole, finished second with a four-car invert, and a really good weekend for him. We're looking forward to some of the same success when we come up there to Canada. Sarah, talk a little bit about the uh, the program, the the, the rules and, and stuff like that. The the car itself is is a late model, obviously, but there's a lot of different variations of a late model. Is it is it like a straight rail pro late model style, or is it is it configured to like the West Car rules, or, or like what is the uh, what is the rules package of, of car that you're bringing up uh, to uh, to run? Yeah, so Penticton has opened the rules up to where you can run a West Car style car, you yep. can run the ATC rules, or you can run like a bigger motor restricted down. Um, this particular car is a straight rail car, so it would not be able to run in West Car. It's got bigger brakes and things on it, and then it's got a bigger motor in it, so it's restricted down, and it weighs a little bit more than if you were running a crate. Um, that's what we're starting with because that's the motor we had here. Um, we'll see how it stacks up, and we may possibly need to switch to a crate. We're not sure how that'll stack up, but uh, we figured we'd start with the biggest bullet in the gun. <laughs> well, you're going to have a lot of fun. I can guarantee you that. That is a beautiful speedway. Uh, you're going to be in for a pleasant surprise. Uh, you just missed the Western Rattler 300 by this much. Uh, but you know what the good part is, Sarah? You're going to have uh, lots of laps on this summer. And uh, hopefully we can get you out there for the Western Rattler uh, 300 uh, the second time around uh, next spring. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's certainly in our plans. You know, um, after they announced they were going to have the Western Rattler, I looked at our schedules and unfortunately conflicted with a client's race that we had down here. You know, and obviously we weren't ready with the car at that time either. So it just was unrealistic. But like you just said, we'll run these races this summer and dial it in and uh, hopefully be a contender in that race next year. Ah, get the notebook and uh, fill it all in. That'll be cool. And I know you love taking notes uh, and you're uh, a, an accomplished race car driver in your own right. Uh, so tell me, are you going to hit the odd race on the way up to Penticton? Is that the plan uh, coming forward? Uh, that'd be kind of neat, but no, that's not in the plans. We've actually kind of got it planned out, so we're going to leave Thursday night, drive 12 hours, drive 12 hours the next day, 7 hours the next day, and then be at the border Monday morning, and hopefully everything goes perfectly to plan, so we're ready to race Friday. Um, not much room for racing, unfortunately, but, uh, that would be a good plan for next time, maybe. You're pulling a Kyle Reed is what you're doing. The 42 of Kyle Reed... Uh, went down, he ran the Easter Bunny 150, he ran at Hickory, uh, right outside your back door, uh, and then he loaded up, he had to bring it all the way back, 
uh, to Penticton for the Western Rattler 300. He had a lot of miles on before he even hit the speedway, uh, and he almost won himself the 300. Uh, of course, he didn't. It was Riley Siebert going to victory lane with Trevor right on his back bumper, but the 42 car was there on the podium with the other two boys, and I'll tell you what, what a race out there. Man, you're in for a lot of fun when you get out to Penticton. Uh, what's your car number? Is it going to be the same as your other number used to be, or what is the plan there? It's 99. We, uh, I grew up racing 99 uh, in Penticton there, so we figured we'd go back with that. We've been running that in the late models down here for a little while, so I figured people would recognize it, and we just went back with that. So you'll be the 99. How about crew? Have you got your crew all figured out? Uh, no, no, Probably going to have a lot of local guys uh, and maybe girls helping you out. You're going to be there all summer. How about crew? Yeah, so it'll be, you know, Tony and me and my dad. That's going to be kind of the most exciting part of it for me, having my dad there shoulder to shoulder. Tears me up a little bit just thinking about it. That's really cool. And, uh, Mike Mosher, a friend of mine, he said he's going to come out to the first one, and then Dan Ursel may be there, and a few other people that have made mention of coming out, so we'll see, but I think it'll be a bit of a reunion, absolutely. Oh, Sarah, I want to come back to Penticton now, so I can see you race out there. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we surely appreciate the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, you've given fans out in BC uh, one, of the, one more reason to head to Penticton. Come June the 18th. This is going to be exciting stuff there, kiddo. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to mention also that um, Trevor at Speedway, he's helping me out a little bit by giving me some tickets to sell. So we've got tickets to the race at A&J Automotive in Penticton and Simpson Racing Solutions in Penticton. And the proceeds from those tickets being sold go to helping us get up there and some of our racing expenses. So if you do buy a ticket from uh, A&J or Simpson Racing Solutions, you'll be entered into a draw to win a T-shirt. We're going to give away some T-shirts, a little bit of an incentive there, and uh, it'll help us out as well. So something else to think about. How cool is that? Now, social media, you're all still hooked up, right? How can fans follow along? Yep, Sarah Cornet King Racing on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. It's SCC Racing and that's it just check us out and uh we'll be sharing i'm planning to share some stuff from our cross-country trek as well so maybe some cool restaurants or something that we see along the way uh too cool i'll be i'll be dialed in you can guarantee that uh safe travels on the way up here uh you guys take it easy no no panic you got lots of time to get here uh just arrive nice and safe and uh man i can't wait to see some shots of the 99 and you on that speedway Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Uh, just really looking forward to getting home and a little bit of reunion, seeing people and going out and kicking some butt. Absolutely. Sarah, thanks for the time. Say hi to Tony for us, will you? I will. You betcha. Have a good one. Safe travels. That's Sarah Corniching. Uh, she's going to drive the 99 Penticton Speedway. Sounds like she's coming, Junior, with a bullet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely cool. Spent a lot of time down there, right, in uh, in North Carolina. And, and uh, uh, she's been around late model racing the entire time. You know, Tony um, and and herself, uh, you know, it's uh, 
she's going to be bringing lots of knowledge up uh, north of the border as well. And, and uh, you know, that will be good for uh, everybody that's out there as well. You know, the, the base is just growing back in Penticton, right? So, um, you know, it's it, the track had went down for quite some time. And, um, you know, the, the, the race base, they're building that back up. And, oh yeah, uh, Trevor and and Riley are doing great things to do that. Obviously, the renovations at the track is number one step in that. Number two step in that is now putting cars on the racetrack. They did a great job with that with the Rattler 250, not sustainable model or, or three hundred. Yeah, the the Rattler 300. Um, sorry, there's a Rattler 250 down south. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, they did it did a great job by putting cars on the racetrack, but not sustainable weekly because. Those cars were from all over the place, right? right they're from right. The Victoria, and they're from uh, Fort McMurray and, and Saskatoon. Saskatoon, and, yep. So they're building up the local base, and, and uh, you know, it's pretty cool to see that, that uh, she's committed to the five races that, that are on the schedule, and, and uh, uh, you know, they've got to, you know, put some cars on the racetrack for those events. So, um, yeah, really cool. Um, obviously a, a name brand as well because everybody that knows her, Followed her career through. Um, she made it down south and and uh, um, has got to spend time with the best in 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 really late model racing. So um, and in ARCA and, and all of those things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely pretty cool for her. Pretty cool for the Canadian fans and and or pretty cool for the Penticton fans in, in particular. Um, and uh, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. She's going to be you know guns a blazing. That's a good car. That's a good motor. There's a lot of information there, so uh, she's going to be tough to beat. And she is a really talented race car Absolutely. driver. You know, uh, we we followed Sarah right from the from from the early stages of her career. And Tony Blanchard, I'll tell you, in that Race 101 program, uh, Sarah was part of that program back in the day, and a uh, number of drivers have been. And, you know, Tony did a lot of work with young drivers, getting them groomed for what they're going to need to know uh, to make this step onto the late model stage and beyond. And uh, the, the Race 101 program was uh, very cool back in the day. Uh, by the sounds of it, still in operation today and still doing uh, admirable work. Uh, you look forward to one day getting Tony back on this show and getting everybody up to date on that 101 program. And uh, it's uh, just going to be too cool for school when Sarah gets back out to Penticton and gets in amongst the fandom out there. A uh, great bunch of race fans, uh, beautiful track, some great employees. Uh, just one of those places you'd want to be uh, on a Saturday night or any night that they've got a race happening. Uh, speaking of races happening, Junior, uh, so next weekend, what do you do? Kick your feet up? You lay around <laughs> on the couch? Uh, no, nope. Friday Friday at, uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be uh, uh, eastbound and down and heading to uh, uh, the uh, beautiful country of Quebec. Ah, down to the Quebec. Yes, where right. where the maps are leisure measured. Yes, that's right. Well, no, we're going further east than that. We're going to Valley Junction, um, uh, to uh, Autodrome Chaudier. Um, really, I thought it excited. was called Chaudier. Chaudier, 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 Chaudier. I don't know how to say it, but Valley Junction, uh, the place with the green walls, is where we're headed. <laughs> um, and, now, is that uh, a third mile track, quarter mile know. track? Couldn't tell you. I, I it's thought a small, Flambrough, tight track, hey, right? I made a Facebook post that Flamborough Speedway was a quarter mile, and I got corrected by oh, like nine people. Oh, did you ever? 
I don't. I care. almost corrected you too. It's I a, thought, nah, nah. Go ahead. It's a quarter mile. I don't care. <laughs> but no, it's not. No, I know. It is a third mile track. Uh, however you want to measure it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it's a tight track. It's uh, you know, it's it's not a half mile. That's for sure. It's uh, it's a bull ring, and uh, yeah, it's a really racy racetrack. Uh, of course, we haven't made it back there. We were supposed to go back last year. Mother Nature had other plans. It got canceled twice, um, and uh, we never got a chance to go there uh, the year that COVID hit. Right. Uh, so really, the last time we were there was 2019. Um, and How did uh, you guys do? You're Andrew uh, Ranger right. back then, I think, right? I think we finished third. Um, we won the year before, so uh, picked up the win with Andrew Ranger in 2018 with the Mopar car. Um, 2019, Raphael Lassard went to victory lane in a rain-shortened race. Um, uh, it got shortened by, I believe, 60 laps or so. Um, but, man, a racy racetrack. You was can that get it not Lassard's first Pinty's race? I think that was his first race, and he hit pay dirt in his first ever Pinty's race. Yeah, he hit pay dirt in his first, second, and third Pinty's race. Isn't so that he, wild? he won three races. Of course, he's going to be back there, different car again, different team again with uh, with Hathaway racing. If Sunset was any indication, Lassard is going to be extremely Ooh, tough. Yes, he um, is. Same with Cameron. Cameron, you know, if you're good at Sunset, you're going to be pretty decent at Chaudier, I think. JP, there's, there's a lot of uh, JP, uh, Bergeron. Bergeron, is he yes. going to be there? Yeah, absolutely. He's is running he? the whole deal. That's his home so, track, isn't it? Um, no, his, no, his home track would be, would be, I don't know. He would have turned laps there. For right, sure. right, right. Yeah. Um, in act. Yeah, yeah. But I believe his, his home track was, it was Icar. I don't, I don't know for yeah. sure, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's, Maybe from, he's staff. from this side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, if you look at, uh, at Chaudier, it's a, it's a really neat, uh, higher banked, uh, no walls in one and two, but a big wall in three and four. Um, and, uh, you know, really cool sight lines. You got to drive down basically a mountain to get into the pit area. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. A really cool racetrack. There's a bridge for the spectators to get from the parking lot to the grandstands. Um, just a, a neat facility. Um, hats off to the entire staff for a wicked facility there. Um, but, uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting back there. I think that uh, there's going to be roughly Thirteen cars that can win the race, and and uh, hopefully there's more than thirteen cars there. No, there's going to be a great car count by yes, the sir. sounds of it. Yep, there's going to be uh, uh, even more potentially than there was at sunset. So um, yeah, there's going to be a great car count. Uh, there's a lot of excitement behind the series right now. If it's if Mossport and Sunset were any indication, um, there's going to be a tremendous amount of competition, and and uh, they're going to put on a whale of a show. So let's hope, let's yeah, hope, yeah, let's absolutely. hope for that. Um, so you got Shadier, yep. or Shadi, whatever you want to call it, Shadier. Um, then do you get a week off, and then you guys go to nope. Nova Scotia, or not Nova Scotia, nope. but Newfoundland? We get a week off from. From Pinty's, yes, yes, from Pinty's. But then I'm back with Josh and the Ridgeline number 17 and the 33 with Roy Wilkie at Peterborough. At Peterborough for right. the APC combo race um, on the 18th, right? And then we load up and head to Newfoundland. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be exciting. You get your flight all booked and everything. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, everything looked at. Everything out uh, of Toronto. Yep, yeah, Toronto to Newfoundland direct. So it should be a uh, should be a nice flight, but uh, oh, you man, guys are in be, for a good one the, when you get out to Newfoundland. I'll this, tell you, this is a. I'm on a 13 weekend stretch that I'm booked up. For. Really, I've got to race every weekend for 13 weekends. So, so. Uh, chances are you're not going to be here with us next Sunday. 
I can guarantee I won't be here next uh, weekend. Okay. Next Sunday, <laughs> yes. you're not here, so I'll have yes. to fly that one. I'll be prepared for it. For sure. Um, there'll be a few few weeks here that you're going to be missing when you start you know, buzzing around the country like you're about to do. Yeah, for sure. We got uh, when we get on the West Coast swing, um, there'll be there'll be a few weeks where uh, I'll be. You can call me, but uh, I'll likely <laughs> yeah, be yeah. either behind the wheel or, or sitting in an airplane somewhere. Well, but, uh, we'll, we'll be doing lots of text, and I can guarantee that for sure. Okay, that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. We've got to thank Suzuki right here in the RTR studio for hooking us up with our guests. i got to thank Scotty back in Toronto, if in fact it is Scotty back there. Junior, good luck. Have a good trip. And uh, to all you race fans, uh, we will catch you next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here, all live on Race Time Radio. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll catch you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.